What is up, all my Nexus family? It is your host, Dr. Daniel Kimberly, and you are tuned into another episode of the Nexus Podcast. And on this week's episode of the podcast, I hate to say it, I really don't want to use the episode of the podcast to talk about this. However, we're going to talk about, that's right, the coronavirus. We're going to talk about some history, we're going to talk about some facts, we're going to talk about the CDC, and then most importantly, I'm going to give you some practical strategy on what you can do to arm you and your family to ride this thing out regardless of what happens. So kick back, relax, and enjoy this episode, this empowering episode of the Nexus Podcast. So let's jump right in with a little history about pandemics and about the flu. And I know coronavirus is not a flu. However, um, hopefully we can shed some light for you and just sort of allay some fears right off the bat on this episode. And I want to start with There was a Spanish flu pandemic, so very similar to what we're going through right now. They're calling it a pandemic. I'll get into some of the numbers, and you can see the differences, the stark differences between um, what's taking place now and what was taking place back then. But nonetheless, talking about the Spanish flu pandemic, this was in 1918 and 1919. You can look all this stuff up. Um, They started tracking some data on some of these things way back when, and so we have some interesting numbers to look at. And the most interesting thing about the Spanish flu pandemic is, like, you know, it was almost a year long. And 500 million people were infected by the Spanish flu. And there were about 50 million deaths worldwide, which is a lot of people. That's like a big chunk of the, of the world population at that time. I think it was about a third of the world population at that time. And so in the U.S., we had 675,000 deaths from the Spanish flu. Now, the reason I bring this up is because there's an interesting subset of people who experienced the Spanish flu during this time period who were not afflicted or were afflicted and ended up um, not experiencing the things the way the news now is leading us to believe the coronavirus is. And so as I kind of draw these scenarios, I just want you to pay attention to a couple of different things. A couple of differences. The first one is like, what were, how were people taking care of themselves during this time period? And then two, what's the difference? And so the first thing we have to look at is, If you don't know, and we're talking again, we're talking about history, we're talking about the Spanish flu pandemic. So in Davenport, Iowa, which is the birthplace of chiropractic, this is actually where it was founded in Davenport, Iowa, in the entire state, there were 93,590 cases of the Spanish flu. And there were 6,100 deaths or just over 6,100 deaths. They also tracked another subset of that population. And so of those 93,590 people, 4,700 of them, or just over 4,700 of them, were under chiropractic care. And so what we see is that the people who were under chiropractic care, that group of 4,000, there were only six deaths. So what we're looking at is we're looking at 1 in 15 death rate versus a 1 in 600 or 700 death rate between these two different sets. And the only difference that they could find is that one group was under chiropractic care and the other group wasn't. And so we go on and we look at these numbers and we look at, you know, there have been 3,000 people infected in the United States so far, just over 3,000. And this is updated. I think they did this on Sunday. Uh, And there have been 61 deaths. So when we look at this, this is about 2% of the entire population of the U.S. And so... um, I'm sorry, 2% death rate. And so we look at this and it doesn't seem like such a big deal. So the question then becomes is if this thing is so scary, why 
there haven't been a ton of people affected. Um, there haven't been a ton of deaths from it. Certainly there have been deaths, but if you saw my video that I did on Facebook, I talked about how there, you know, there are 102 car accidents where people die every single day. And so we're looking at 61 deaths since the beginning of the year. It seems like such an insignificant number versus a hundred car accidents every single day. So, you know, we're looking at 3000 deaths a month just from car accidents, which are many people as affected by the coronavirus in the U.S. so far. And we could talk about other states and we could talk about other countries and we could talk about whatever, but the fact is that we live in the United States and this is probably where we should focus our attention. So I bring this up because it's important to understand that in, in 1918, we had a much bigger pandemic, much, 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 much bigger pandemic, affected much more of the population in the world. And we have very, very, very high death rates. You know, we're talking about almost three quarters of a million people dying from the Spanish flu. Um, but the death rate for the people under chiropractic care was way, 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 way lower than that. There were six deaths in Davenport, Iowa alone. They studied this in some of the other states like Oklahoma, but I didn't want to get into all those. I just want to give you some statistics to show you that people under chiropractic care generally are fighting these things off. And I'll explain why as I get into a little bit of science here in just a second. But setting this up and understanding that historically, people who are under chiropractic care don't get afflicted by these things. And if they do get afflicted by them, they end up being fine. And I'll explain why as we get into the next little piece of this. And part of it has to do with susceptibility. Because what we know about the coronavirus right now is that, and again, we don't know a ton. It's only been six weeks that we've been studying it, or so they tell us. And one of the things that we know is that it's primarily affecting people over the age of 50 years old who have some kind of other chronic condition going on. And so it could be high blood pressure, it could be their smoker, it could be that they have diabetes, it could be that they have heart disease, it could be a number of cancer, things like that. So the big killers in the U.S. is what the things that we're looking at. Is like, so these people are already immune compromised over 50 years old, it primarily doesn't affect anybody under the age of 50 as long as they're healthy. And so we look at this, I mean, like literally no kids have been afflicted. So we're making this huge deal. We're closing down schools, even though we know that this thing doesn't affect kiddos. And here are the recommendations from the CDC. And so I'm going to post links to all of this stuff. And I'll get into why I'm sharing this with you in here in just a second. But I think it's important that we set up some history and we just set up some facts, the actual facts about what's going on and the facts about what has happened before, because we've seen a pandemic on a much greater scale than this before with lots and lots of deaths. And we're looking at these numbers and they just don't add up compared to what we're talking about. And I think that what we're seeing is just a bunch of media hype and it's actually scaring us and starting to freak us out. And so I think it's important to keep our cool and I'll talk about why that's important here in a second as well. And so here are the recommendations from the CDC if um, we want to protect ourselves and limit our susceptibility to the coronavirus. So one is stay home if we're sick. That's an obvious, except for, the CDC says, except for to get medical care. So if you want to be like one of those people in Davenport, Iowa, during the Spanish flu pandemic, uh, and you want to greatly reduce your risk, uh, then it's important that you continue to get adjusted. It's important, important to continue to see your medical providers because these care providers are the people that are going to actually provide you with health. And I'm going to talk about the difference between health and disease here in a second, or healthcare versus sick care, but it's important to understand that if you are not feeling well, then it's important for you to continue to get the care that you would normally get because the care that we provide in our office actually boosts your immune system. And I'll talk about why that is in just a sec. The next thing you need to do, this is for, again from the CDC, and I'll link this in the show notes, is that you need to let your doctor know if you are symptomatic. And so 
if you're if you have symptoms, if you have a stuffy nose, if you have a sore throat, if you have a cough, you should just let your doctor know those things. And for us in our office, one of the things I want to assure you of is we will still take care of you. Um, we may try to move your move your appointment to the end of the day, so you're not around a bunch of other of our clients. But we're still here to provide you the care because you actually need it. And if we need to, I will even do a home visit. I'm not worried about getting this myself. There, I'm, I'm not in the risk group at all. Likely you aren't either, so there's nothing to worry about anyway. However, if you are fearful or are worried. And this goes for all of our clients too, people inside of our office. If you're already healthy, which you likely are, you've been taking care of your nervous system, you're not in the risk group to begin with. And so there's really, really nothing to worry about. There's nothing to freak out about. It's more of this mass hysteria that's been played out in the media. And like I said, we've only seen 3,000 people infected in the US and we've had 61 deaths. Pretty low numbers, pretty low numbers. Again, there are 102 car accident deaths per day in the United States of America. And so let's continue um, with the recommendations from the CDC. The next one is to wash your hands. This is a no-brainer. We should do this anyway. Um, and then the next one is don't share drinks. So here's something that's interesting. Don't share drinks. Don't share toothbrushes, things like that, because coming into contact with the actual droplets of someone's saliva or other bodily fluid is how this thing is transmitted. And so certainly someone could cough on you. Um, you know, the recommendations in the beginning were that we were saying three and a half feet away from someone, and now they bumped it up to six feet. Who knows what's real and what isn't real? What we do know, though, is that you probably shouldn't share, if, especially if you think someone is sick. It's better to just drink your own stuff, not share toothbrushes. Um, don't trade saliva in whatever way that might be possible for you uh, because it's spread through direct contact with the bodily fluids. And then lastly is clean high-touch surfaces every day. And so I bring this up because I want to share with you is that for us here at Nexus Family Chiropractic, we are committed to protecting you. We already clean our tables every day, multiple times a day. Um, we're going to step that up and we're going to start wiping them down after every client. It makes a little bit more work for us, but that's okay. We know, again, the important thing to note is that likely if you are seeing us, then you are not in the risk category to begin with. And because you aren't in the risk category to begin with, you have nothing to fear. There's nothing to fear about this thing except for the hype that's in the media and then the fact that everybody's freaking out and we may actually not have food. And so those are the recommendations from the CDC. Now let's get into a little bit of the science on why I think that you shouldn't fear this thing and why these people in Davenport, Iowa that I talked about during the Spanish flu pandemic and other states too, it wasn't just in Davenport, Iowa. The important thing to note is that the people under chiropractic care, the death rate death rates were significantly lower, significantly lower. I'm talking one in 15 versus like one in 700. Um, because of chiropractic care. And that was the only discernible difference that they had when they did these studies back in 1918, 1919. And so here's where we have to understand is that anytime our body is in stress mode, we need to do a couple of things. And the first thing that we need to do is that we need to understand that there's a physiology a cocktail of hormones that are released into the system anytime we have stress. So if we're constantly thumbing and looking on Facebook and seeing all the media scares and all the posts from our friends and all the other things and we walk into the grocery stores and we see that there's no food on the shelves, all of these things are stresses to our system. It stresses it out slightly. As much as I don't want to be stressed about it, I slightly stress out about it. And what this does is it actually releases stress hormones into your system. So there are a number of them, but we'll talk about just cortisol and we'll talk about adrenaline right now. So cortisol and adrenaline actually shut down your lymphocytes or your body's ability to fight off infectious diseases, infectious agents. And so this is important because the mindset that you have around this coronavirus is actually going to influence whether you are more likely to be susceptible or not. 
Because if you're living in fear, if you're living in scarcity, if you're not living in abundance, likely you are going to be more susceptible just based on your physiology. And there's an article um, in Neuroscience News, I'm going to link that in the show notes as well, as it talks about a bunch of things. And one of the things it talks about is how cortisol also shrinks the cells of your hippocampus, which is a very specific part of the brain that's stimulated when we do the chiropractic adjustment. That hippocampus is responsible for your memory, it's responsible for your learning, it um, ties in with the prefrontal cortex, and that prefrontal cortex cortex is where you make logical, rational decisions from. And so as we have these stress hormones float around into our system, it increases our ability to be fearful, it increases our ability to be anxious, and it actually increases depression. And then it also decreases our short-term memory and ability to concentrate and to learn new material. So what does all this mean? All this means is that if you are chronically stressed out about the coronavirus or about work or about your family member's health or about your family member's safety or whatever things you have to be stressed out about on a daily basis. It could be finances. It could be employees. You know, for me as a small business owner, one of the stresses I have is that people are going to start freaking out and stop coming to see us. And I'm, I just want to set the record straight is that it doesn't need to be that way. It actually shouldn't be that way. The best way that you're going to set yourself up is by having chiropractic adjustments because when you understand that every single chiropractic adjustment that you're receiving if you're a client in our office is working to shut off that stress response that I just talked about, it's working to shut off the release of cortisol and adrenaline into your system. And what happens is when that happens, every single time that that happens, that cortisol and adrenaline, they were designed to do a number of things. They were designed to increase your heart rate. They were designed to increase your blood pressure. They were designed to increase your blood sugar levels. It was designed to increase your blood fat and cholesterol levels. It was designed to increase your blood clotting factors. They're designed to increase protein tissue and muscle tissue breakdown. They're designed to increase insulin resistance, to increase your fear, anxiety, depression. The list could go on and on and on with these. And so if we shut off the release of that cortisol and that adrenaline into your system, then naturally we're going to have a decreased heart rate. We're going to have decreased blood pressure. We're going to have decreased blood sugar levels. We're going to have decreased decreased blood fat levels and cholesterol levels. We're going to have decreased clotting factors. Our protein and muscle tissue is less likely to break down. We're going to have decreased insulin resistance, decreased fear, anxiety, depression, increased ability to remember new material and make better decisions. And again, the list could go on and on and on and on. And so I share this because every time we're adjusting you, we're literally bringing your body into a state of health. And this is what's important to understand about this entire concept is that everything you have and everything that you were designed, you were born with is designed to keep you in a state of health. And the things that are going to take you out of that state of health are things like being fearful and watching more of the news and thinking negative thoughts and eating bad food. And what we see time and time again is that people, the people who are susceptible the most, these people over 50 who have some other kind of pre-existing condition have things like what? Like heart disease, like cardiovascular disease, like diabetes, like cancer. Well, if we look at this stress response that we're talking about that we shut off in the system, and this is where it gets really, really interesting in the plot thickens, in my opinion, is that if we look at how we shut off the stress response through the chiropractic adjustment, because we're stimulating a very specific part of the brain when we do so, what we see is that if we decrease heart rate and decrease blood pressure, that's decreasing someone's likelihood to get cardiovascular disease. If we decrease blood sugar levels and we decrease insulin resistance, we're decreasing someone's ability or likelihood to get diabetes, type 2 diabetes specifically. If we decrease someone's blood fat and cholesterol levels, we're decreasing their chance to have vascular disease. 
if we decrease someone's fear, anxiety, depression because of the way that we stimulate the brain, it's less likely that they're going to be anxious or they're going to have learning disabilities or they're going to have trouble in school. And so what I'm saying with this is that Chiropractic care is literally the most preventative thing you could do for two reasons. And I see this with people all the time is because as we start to adjust them, they go into a place of health and healing. And so check this out. I had a conversation with a 13 year old on my table on Thursday and I was talking to her. And as I was talking to her, she's telling me like, you know, she just started coming back in to see us. She hadn't been in for a very long time. It was actually like last June when school ended um, and summer started. Mom stopped bringing her in because schedules were just too crazy. And so I'm sitting there and she's like, you know, ever since June, I've just been sick like every two to three weeks. And I know I don't really eat healthy. I eat like Cheetos and stuff like that. And I know it's stuff that's not good for me, but she's like, and my anxiety has been really bad. And I've been more constipated and all of these things, all these issues that the 13 year old struggling with. And so I talked to her, I'm like, Hey, what changed back in June? And she couldn't really put the pieces together. And I'm like, listen, the thing that changed back in June is that you stopped coming to see us. You stopped coming into the office. And as you stopped getting adjusted, your body went back into this stress mode. And so as we adjust the joints of the spine, we literally are preventing many of the things that the issues that would make someone susceptible in the first place. And so understanding that not only is chiropractic care great for you to boost your immune system during this crazy, crazy time of the coronavirus, which actually doesn't seem that scary to me at this point in time. Um, but also if you understand this as a parent for, if you have kiddos or you plan on having kiddos one day, or you just want to live the healthiest lives possible, that setting your kids up from day one, to not have the stress response, to have properly moving joints of the spine that stimulate their brain in a very specific way, what you'll start to do is set these kids up to not ever be sick in the first place. And this is what we saw happen in Davenport, Iowa back in 1918 and 1919, is that the people under chiropractic care were less susceptible, not just because they were getting chiropractic adjustments to boost their immune system, but because they'd been getting chiropractic adjustments for health. And this is the key difference, is that there is a vitalistic approach, there is a salutogenic approach, which states that we're looking for how to create health in the body. We understand that the body knows how to heal itself if we can just turn off the stress response. Now, sometimes the stress response is good, but likely in our day and age with the things that we live with and the stressors that we live with in our lives, it's on much too often and it actually deteriorates our health. And so looking at what creates health in the system and how do we create homeostasis so that the body can heal itself? Because let's face it, all of us were born with the ability, the inborn ability to heal at 100%. Like every newborn baby, any three-year-old kiddo that I've seen that fell down and scraped their knees, they never had to wake up in the morning and remind themselves to heal the scrapes on the knees. The body just knows how to do it. We never had to remind ourselves that our heart needed to pump blood before we went to sleep at night. Our body just knows how to do it. We never had to wake up in the morning or before we go to bed at night say, oh, I need to make sure I digest my dinner. The body just does it. And the same is true with all the processes. Every single cell, tissue, and organ is guided through our nervous system and the nervous system is directly affected or not affected or negatively affected um, if we don't have chiropractic adjustments. And so being well adjusted is going to allow your body to express its full innate potential that we are all born with. And this leads to health. This is the salutogenic approach is looking at what creates health in the body. And so on the other end of the spectrum, we have a pathogenic approach. And the pathogenic approach is what's being taken now with the CDC and some of the other medical professionals. And I'm not here to talk bad about them, bash on them, but just to say that all they want to know, they want to know what creates disease. So they know this body, this virus creates disease. And they know that 
the disease is going to create a set of symptoms. And what they're looking for is how do we stop the virus? How do we kill the virus? Or how do we get rid of the symptoms? Or how do we proactively inject ourselves with the virus through a vaccine so that our bodies can be protected? When the reality of it is, is if you understand the salutogenic approach, the health, a true health approach is this, is that if you have a well-functioning immune system, this virus is going to come at you your body is going to be set up to fight it off and you're never even going to know that you got exposed to it because there are germs around us all the time. There are germs on our skin. There are germs in our gut. There are bacteria and viruses on everything all the time. So the question then becomes is why would some people get exposed to it and express symptoms while other people never even know that they were exposed to it? And the answer lies in the fact that the the immune system when it gets weakened, it has to go into uh, a fight or flight state itself. And this is when we get the stuffy nose and we get the fevers and we get the symptoms because the virus or bacteria was stronger than our body's ability to fight it off in the first place. And so this is when you get put down for the count and you have the cough and you have the stuffy nose and you have the fever and you have everything else associated with it. And so if we boost our immune systems enough through chiropractic care, through eating healthy, through mindfulness and meditation and prayer, likely what you're going to experience is illness and this thing is never going to be a worry for you or your family members at all, ever. And that's the bottom line. So here are a couple strategies for you. Number one, you need to be getting adjusted regularly. Not just one chiropractic adjustment because you feel like you have a stuffy nose, but regular adjustments on a weekly or bi-weekly basis depending on the stress levels in your life. This is the same as true for your kiddos. We take care of tons of moms and tons of kids and some dads, and every year they report, mom and the kids, these are my favorite stories, is mom comes in and they're like, my husband had the flu again, but me and the kids didn't get it. They didn't get it, not because of anything special with them. They were exposed to it for sure because those germs were at the home. It's that they have a well-adjusted, well-functioning nervous system, which actually modulates the immune system. Another strategy I want to leave you with to start implementing into your life, and you can do this immediately, you can start right now, is to please turn off the news. It's designed to scare you. It's not really designed to inform you of anything It is many scare tactics, it's lots of hype, and likely it is bringing you into stress mode simply through the language that they use. And so again, if your body goes into fear, anxiety mode, it's because cortisol and adrenaline are getting released into your bloodstream, and as you watch this, and as you thumb on Facebook, and as you look on Instagram, or wherever you consume content, likely what you're going to see is just more fear, more fear, and it's going to rile up these emotions within you which is actually going to create more susceptibility on the part of your physiology due to the fact that just seeing scary content can actually create the stress response in your system. And so the interesting thing is that getting adjusted actually allows you to make decisions from a more rational place where you can start to shut down that stress response um, consciously with your control. However, that's a conversation for a different time. What I want to share with you here is just simply turn off the news. And then on top of that, Start meditating and start doing some kind of mindfulness. Just take a moment, wake up in the morning and get a meditation in. You can find tons of guided meditations on YouTube or if you're not into the meditation thing, maybe it's prayer for you and just say a quick prayer in the morning and then give a couple things that you're grateful for. You know, every day in the morning, I like to visualize three, at least three things that I'm grateful for and the more I do it, the more things that I'm astounded by of how much abundance we have in our lives. And so simply being grateful 
for what we already have, expressing gratitude for the people around you, starting to think about, you know, what are the positives in your life and start just looking at the things that are positive instead of negative. And as you do this again, um, this is all proven. It's in that neuroscience news article that I'm posting in the show notes is that it actually influences your physiology, it influences your brain. And so I'm not just talking about this on a woo-woo level. There's a scientific, physiological, neurological explanation for all of these things. And so chiropractic care is going to be the basis. Number one, most important. Number two is meditation. Start getting lots of sleep. If you're not getting at least seven hours of sleep, then you need to figure out a way to do it. You need to go to bed earlier, turn off Netflix, turn off your phone, whatever it is. Sleep is super important. The other thing that you could also start doing immediately is, and this goes against what um, the CDC is telling us to do, is but connect with people. Having human connection, having good, solid human connection actually influences our immune system. It influences our nervous system. And again, it turns off the stress response. So having healthy relationships with people around you is super important. And then even more important than that is start eating healthy foods. Like I see all this food that's sold out in the grocery store, and most of it's non-perishable items. And so eat healthy food, get outside, get some vitamin D, um, know and exercise, keep moving. Don't just sit inside and watch Netflix because we're being told that we shouldn't go anywhere and do anything. We need to still be enjoying our lives because ultimately these are the things that boost our immune system and prevent us from getting sick in the first place. So there's this idea of social distancing that just doesn't quite make sense to me. Like I understand where they're coming from, but then if we also, if we distance ourselves socially, then we start to become anxious. We start to become fearful. It starts to affect our brain negatively. And you got to wonder what the motives behind all of that are. And so I want to leave you with those strategies is number one, chiropractic care. Number two, turn off the news. Number three, start meditating. Number four, start sleeping better. Number five, start eating better and get outside and enjoy vitamin D as much as you can. I'm telling you, these things will be a game changer in your life. You can find more information about any of these on our website under the doctor's blog. If you're interested in more, reach out to me. Um, Like I said, I'll post some stuff in the show notes for you as well. And so I want to leave you with that, is that understanding your body was designed to fight this stuff off. You are safe. You need to just make smart decisions that allows your body to do what it was designed to do best, which is be in healing mode, which is to fight off viruses and bacteria. And so my friends, I love you. I appreciate you so, so much. If you have questions, please, please, please reach out to us. We're here to be a resource for you. I know this is like a wild, wild time in everyone's lives. We've never experienced anything like this before. I've been reaching out to some of my friends who are nurses, Um, in different hospitals across the country and the thing that they keep telling me over and over again is like yes the hospitals are crowded and it's not that bad the healthcare professionals in the hospitals are not freaking out if you've heard something different i would love to hear that message but these are coming straight from the nurses who are on the front lines dealing with this this is not that bad it's for people who are already susceptible and guess what we have the answer we have the solution to make people so that they're never susceptible in the first place and it's all done through true health and allowing your body to express its innate potential through the chiropractic adjustment. I love you. I appreciate you. I hope you got some value out of this episode. If you could please leave a rating, leave a review. I would love and appreciate that very, very much. We'll come at you live again next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to The Nexus Podcast with your host, Dr. Daniel Kimbley. If you're interested in receiving more information about optimizing your brain and nervous system, check out our website at www.nexusfamilychiropractic.com.